A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In today's reflection, Father explains how we are to love God above all others. Growing up, this was one of my favorite passages as a kid. This was one commandment as a kid I easily followed. You don't hate your brothers and sisters, you can't be my disciple. I thought, well, we got that one down fast. But anyway, there's a number of passages in Scripture that when taken out of context, read by themselves, without proper understanding, almost lend itself to argue against the validity of the Bible. It's actually nonsense, along with the Christian faith. When I was researching this passage, I came across a website called Bible Nonsense. And it uses this passage to explain the Bible is not worth reading because Jesus himself says, you must hate mother, father, brother, sister, wife, and husband, everybody else essentially, including yourself, be a good disciple. Well, some people in their ignorance and hatred of the Christian faith are so intent on dismissing the Bible, will say something that absolutely is nonsense. Now, if I were to say to you, we should love Mary, but hate Joseph. You don't think that I was out of my mind. And yet Jesus, his disciples, would have said the exact thing. You're thinking, what does that possibly mean? Well, first off, we have to remember something. Jesus did not speak English language, okay? He spoke Hebrew. And Hebrew language was different than ours. The Hebrew language did not have a word for hate that we have, the way we understand it. For us, to hate means to absolutely have no good desire for anybody. We desire nothing but for unhappiness. That's what hate is today. We want somebody to experience no joy, no goodness, no peace. We want them to experience suffering and sadness. That's what hate means today. Back then, they didn't have a word for that. They wanted to express that. They said that very thing. The word hate in the Hebrew language simply meant a lower priority, a lesser importance. It's important to understand this because that word hate is used in the Old Testament. And if you that are biblical scholars, remember that God himself said he hated Esau when he loved Jacob. Now, let's face it. Does God hate anybody? No, we know that's ridiculous. The entire Old Testament is nothing but about God's love for his people, even the worst of them. So why would he possibly say he hated Esau and loved Jacob? Simple. Because he was saying that Jacob had a higher priority in God's plan of salvation. That Esau was, his life was of lesser importance than God's plan, but he didn't love Esau in our understanding of it any less than he loved Jacob. God cannot love less than possible. 
And anyone that understands scriptures and actually reads the entire Bible would know that. God's incapable of not loving fully. So when Jesus says you must hate mother, father, brother, sister, I kind of got disappointed growing up and thinking, oh, he didn't really mean that. What a bummer. All he is saying is God is top priority. He's not even saying to love God more. He's saying love God first. Everybody else takes second place to God. Which means that we always follow God's plans first, His direction first, His dictates first. His policies first, His ways first. I mean, you'd have to be kind of diddling to actually say that Jesus meant hate your mother and father. But just earlier, we were talking about obeying the commandments. What is the fourth commandment? Honor your father and mother. So says, honor your father and mother, but hate them. I mean, anyone that's today that takes those things without understanding the language, they're like, the heaven's spin. No wonder they think it's nonsense. Jesus himself says, love your enemies. But what kind of a God would say, love your enemies and hate your family? I mean, it's like, that'd be ridiculous. So we know he did not mean it when he said, He's simply saying this. If you don't set God as a primary motivation for everything you do, you don't put God's wants above everybody else's wants, you're an unworthy disciple. And it only makes sense if you think about it, because you're incapable of loving anybody else if you don't love God primarily. If God is not your greatest love, all other loves automatically are less. In fact, truth to faith says, if you don't love God, it's impossible for you to love somebody else. Because God is the source of love. Every loving act flows from God. So if you reject God, you reject the very premise of love itself. So everything you, you give to somebody else is not love. It might be affection. It might be kindness, but it's not love. It's self-motivated. It's not for the good of the other, it's for the good of the self. The reason why God says put him first is for two reasons. One is obvious. He's the most important. He created us. He is love. And so everything should follow along him first. But the other reason is because as we love God first, our love is properly established for everybody else. We okay back there? I heard a crash. Okay, we'll make sure that we're up. You don't need to call 911 and do some Alright. If you think about how love operates, love desires the good of another. It's the exact opposite of what we understand hate to be. Love desires nothing but the good for the other, and it seeks that. What is the greatest good? Union with God. So that's what brings about the greatest happiness. So when God comes first, you seek happiness for everybody else in God's way. Because when you reject God's ways, automatically you're taking yourself away from union with love itself. Sometimes people get this idea that I have to give my children, my spouse, my friends, my parents, my whatever, what they want to show love, and absolutely wrong. You give them what they need according to God's establishment of love. Which means if a kid wants to stay up a little bit later to watch TV, the parent says, well, I don't want them to get angry at me, so we'll let them stay up later and watch TV. That's not love. 
Because you haven't followed the rule of God. The rule of God says it's the proper way of doing things. They should go to bed at a certain time, they should do their homework, and they should make sure they're doing things properly. As soon as we start to ignore God's commandments and God's ways, we obviously do things that are less loving towards those that we say that we're trying to love. Every relationship grows in love with God as first. That doesn't mean every relationship is going to be well with God as first. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that Jesus said that he did not came to bring peace or division. He was talking about that when you put God first, some people aren't going to like it. Like maybe the parent wants to go to church, the child says, I don't want to go. Or maybe even the spouse says, I don't want to go. Or maybe even the parents say, what are you doing following that nonsense Catholic faith? And you say, but God is this first, so I'm going to do this, and it causes conflict. But for you to not do what God wants, or follow what they want, so to bring peace, you've actually stopped loving them and yourself at the same time. Because love is not about giving people what they want, it's about giving them what is necessary for them to have a better relationship with God, whether they want it or not. In fact, giving somebody what they want all the time, this one of my colleagues a couple weeks ago, is absolutely the opposite of love. Because as human beings, we want that which is not good for us. Adam and Eve took what they wanted. It didn't do us a whole lot of good, did it? And that's why Jesus says this. If you don't put God first, every other relationship is automatically diminished. If you love your wife, if you love your husband, if you love your children, if you love your neighbors, if you love your friends, you have to love God above all that. The amazing part is, the more you love God first, the greater your love is for these people, and they actually start to appreciate more and more the love that you have for them. It might take a little bit of time, there might be some resistance, but they'll begin to realize that true love does not come from giving people what they want. True love comes from giving people what God wants. And anything less than that, you stop loving. And that's such an important principle. And that's why Jesus says to be a good disciple, like you say, there's two great commandments. What are they? This is the amazing part about it. There's two great commandments. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Who's going to say that when you turn around and say, hate somebody else? No, he says, in order to love your neighbor as yourself, you need to first love God. You go to the source of love, you figure out how to love. You don't go to a physics book to learn how to read history. You go to a book on history. You don't read about algebra if you're trying to solve a geometry problem, you go to a geometry book. You want to know how to be a better carpenter? You read about carpentry. You want to be a better lover, then you go to the source of love. And she's making it clear. You can't hate anybody. That's not what he meant. And anybody that actually thinks that Jesus in any way meant hate in any capacity is a fool. Jesus makes it clear nobody takes priority over God. So as soon as somebody takes priority over God, you've actually lessened their priority in their own life. You've made them less. If you don't love God, if you don't accept 
rules, his commandments, his policies, his ways of doing things. If you reject that, you automatically reject love altogether. It's impossible to love your spouse if God is not first. It's impossible to love your children if God is not first. It's impossible to love your friends if God is not first. As soon as you put anybody more important than God, it's not love. But we need to understand that. You want to be a better lover? Love God. You want to be a better husband, spouse, or wife? Love God. You want to be a better parent? Love God. You want to be a better child? Love God. That's why when I was growing up with my brothers and sisters, I had a hard time liking them because I wasn't loving God first. But I guarantee you they weren't first either. I was first. I mean, that didn't love anybody And that's the same with us. God's not saying in any way people in your life aren't important. He's saying they're just not as important as I am. But as you make God more important, you automatically elevate everybody else with it. And as soon as you bring God down, everybody goes down with you. There's a chain of command that works. You break that chain of command, everything falls apart. It's not out of arrogance that God wants us to love Him first, it's out of necessity. We need to hold that, make sure we follow that. So many people in this world are ignoring that. That's why you have abusive relationships in marriage. That's why you have parents who can't figure out what to do with their children. That's why you have siblings that don't get along. That's why you have friends that betray each other. It's because they forgot their priority of love. You want to be filled with love to go to God. Simple as that. If you're not going to God for love, whatever else you go to, I guarantee you, it's not love. Let's go to the one who is love. And everything is made better. Simple as that.